It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Amen, amen. God bless you, family of God. It's your brother, DJ Sam Rock, right here on the Blaze Bible Study, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here at soulwinnerswithaz.org. Welcome all the first-time listeners. If this is your first time and you came across our podcast, our website, our radio network, or whatever social media, YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you saw this, I'm believing that there is no coincidences. I believe that God has drawn you to himself, to this Bible study, to this place, to this time right now. So don't go away from this because there's a message directed to you. And this is really for people who uh, they need peace. You know, uh, if you have having trouble growing in peace, if you need help with perseverance and gentleness, if you're a person who struggles with loneliness, if you're a person who struggles with fear and discouragement, you have found what you were looking for because God has a word for you. Um, he's done it for me. He could do it for you. He could do it for anyone. So tonight we're going to be talking about waiting, waiting quietly, quietly waiting for victory. Because I know a lot of times I want to say something, I want to do something, I want to prove something. But God is saying, nope, your victory comes in your silence with me. Your victory comes in your time spent with me, God is saying. And he's saying that right now to you. So let's pray. We're going to get right into it. Father, I thank you for the quiet times that I was allowed to have so far as I've been alive in you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for listening. I thank you, Lord God, for being there in every single moment of my life, Lord Jesus. I pray that others right now listening to this prayer, Lord God, will also realize that you have always been there for them as well, Lord Jesus. And in the quiet time with you, Lord God, is where we find our victory. Father God, I pray that you would just teach us, show us in your word what you're about to do. And I pray, Lord God, for every single listener, their families, their friends, their relatives, Lord God, that you would do a supernatural thing in their hearts and minds tonight. I pray that by faith, knowing that you hear the prayers of the righteous and the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I pray, Lord God, for every single person who is struggling right now with any kind of sickness, disease, cancer, that, Lord God, that you release your healing hand, your healing power. And I send forth archway angels and ministering angels right now to their aid. In the name of Jesus, I pray this by faith. Amen, amen, and amen. So that's what it's about, quietly waiting for victory. We're going to be talking out of David's life, King David's life. If you know the story of King David, from what I could see, he was always getting chased. He was always in some kind of um, chaos. He's always in some kind of um, drama or soap opera, I would say. Um, he had sons that went buck wild, and then his family was like not there altogether because uh, David had some things that was in his past, and then it showed up in his kids. So um, after all that, what I saw about David, then I saw that God says that David was a man after his own heart. Why? Because David knew how to quietly wait for victory with God. He knew how to repent. He, that means turning from what he was doing, which was sinful, 
and turning from that and turning to God who is holy without sin. So, you know, how do you get to this place of quietly waiting? Because I know we live in a society right now that everybody's trying to prove uh, that they're better than somebody else. I do ride share at night during the evenings and at night. And a lot of times um, people ask, do you like what you're doing? And I say, yeah, I love what I'm doing. I love to meet people. Uh, so I, I and then the next question comes, are you making money doing it? And I say, yeah, I make money doing this. Um, but the more important thing about it is that I like to meet people. And from there, a conversation sparks because people don't care about what you know until they know that you care. That's first of all. And when you're quietly waiting for victory, you don't need to go around saying, I have this, I have that, and a third. There's a move going on on social media where business owners and independent associates uh, are flashing all this cash in front of the camera. Like, they're flashing all this cash to say, you could make this amount of money. I made this, and they're counting hundreds out, right? You saw those videos, right? They're counting hundreds out. And they're saying, yeah, I made this, I made that. Um I wouldn't do that. Not everybody likes me. And if I'm flashing money across the screen, a lot of people know how to come and get me to get that money. I hope those people don't have any enemies or I hope those people, uh, I don't know what that's all about, but I don't think it's wise. And that's not being quiet. And that's not, even though they're winning, these people are winning, they're gaining financial gain, freedom, financial freedom, breakthroughs and all that. Praise the Lord. You're making money. Well, that's great. That's a, a verse from um, NF. Um, but I wouldn't do that. But if they're winning, amen. But that's not waiting quietly. That's not quietly waiting for victory. We're going to see what God has to say about those areas of our life. So how do I have a godly value of being quiet? Genesis chapter 38, excuse me, Genesis chapter 39, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, Joseph refused to look at her. This is the story of when Joseph was put in charge of the kingdom, except for he was second in charge, right, of Egypt. And then um, he was put in charge under the Pharaoh. And then Pharaoh's wife took a liking to him. And this is the part where Pharaoh's wife was trying to uh, seduce Joseph. And Joseph said this, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I ever do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. So refuse to give in to what the Bible says is wrong. When you're quietly waiting in victory, you refuse to give in, right, to what the Bible says is wrong. Shouting, bragging, taking some other people's wives or other people's husbands, showing off all that. It's not pleasing to God. That's not being quiet. That's not waiting for your victory. Amen. Your victory is already done. As a matter of fact, let me just straighten this out. Your victory, you have won when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's number one. So you win. But in this life, as a, as a godly value, we need to learn how to quietly wait. Because if I go around and if you go around, say you, you're successful. And I pray that every single one of us will be successful in this time, this short time that we have on this earth. That you will be successful at whatever you do. And it will be pleasing to the Lord. And God will get the glory for it. 
But how about if you oh, you know, you're successful and you're doing great and your next door neighbor is struggling. So you have the fancy car, the house, uh, all the money and everything's going great. But your neighbor right next to you is suffering and you pay your neighbor no mind. You're actually shouting success to your neighbor. You're boasting, you're bragging. You might not be intending to do that to your neighbor, but if you know and if I know that my neighbor is in need and we have in an abundance, we should be sharing. And that's a way that you could get a godly value. And that's how we could learn how to be quiet when we're in victory, waiting for that. Because in that, I don't have to tell anybody what I did for my neighbor. You don't have to tell anybody, but your neighbor would know that you have given out of your abundance um, and you have given and showed them that, hey, I care about you. You know, if you're my neighbor out here, let me share the blessing that I'm blessed and we're all blessed in Jesus Christ, right? Godly living is the fruit of God living in us. I'm going to repeat that. You should write that down. Godly living is the fruit of God living in us. Godly living is a, uh, recognized as good, right? First of all, because only God is good. It's recognized as moral, living by those around us, like our neighbors, like I just said. But we know it's merely the fruit of God, the Holy Spirit living within us. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 says it like this. Do for others what you would like them to do for you. This is a summary of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. That's right out of the mouth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 says, But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He, God, Holy Spirit, will produce this kind of fruit in us. And here's the nine. Count them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here, there is no conflict with the law. So that's a way that we could, you know, quietly wait, waiting quietly. Victory is ours, but we're doing things um, according to godly values, not according to fleshly and earthly and worldly values, right? So how do you take an inventory of what you're doing now versus God, the way God wants us to do it? First of all, let's do let's go to Psalm chapter 15, verses 1 to 5, Psalm 15, 1 to 5. And then we're going to get to the key verse um, that I put out on the flyer, right? On the post that you saw and on the cover of this podcast and this broadcast. Psalm 15, verse 1 to 5, it says, Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Verse 2, those who lead blameless lives, not perfect, you see that? It's blameless lives, and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Verse 3, those who refuse to slander others or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. And if I'm honest, I'm guilty of that. Verse 3, right? I know you are too. Those, verse 4, those who despise persistent sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. I've been there. How about you? Keeping your promise even when it hurts. And verse 5 says, those who do not charge interest on the money they lend and who refuse to accept bribes to testify against the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. Not just for now, but forever. You see that? That's a godly living. That's quietly waiting. Waiting quietly. Amen. Uh, 
in your victory for victory. Because when I win, guess what? You win. Even the listener, you might be saying, you don't know me. Well, I know God and God knows you. So if I'm speaking this out of God's spirit, which it is coming from his word, which is spirit and truth and life, then you win. If you receive this message, you're going to win and you're going to start having a godly value lifestyle and you're going to be learning how to quietly win in victory, how to quietly wait in victory, how to quietly advance in victory, how to quietly um, prosper in victory, how to have financial breakthrough quietly in victory. None of this flashy stuff. None of this. If you have a fine car, a nice car, great. Um God bless you. If you have a a lot of money in the bank, great. Um, If you have all those things that the world says that we should have and you have it and not only do you have it, but you have it in abundance, great. But even greater would it be if you could show someone else how how you did it, if it's honest and unto the Lord, which is great. It's an honest hustle, right? And then bless others. And then you'll learn that that's a wow, that's a godly value because I'm not just reaping the benefits for myself i'm teaching others how to reap the benefits of what you were given and what i was given and the principles that you uh, applied to your business to your ministry to your life to your personal life to your family whatever you're doing that's causing you to prosper amen you can keep it a secret but what good is keeping that a secret and then when you're gone nobody knows how to duplicate you or nobody was given the opportunity to learn from you. That's why I love doing Bible studies. Because as I learn these principles, I share it. And that's where the victory is. That's where the blessing is in my life. Everything that I know how to do well, I want to give it away. And I want to give it away free. I want to give that away free. Why? Because freely I was given, so freely I give. Jesus Christ died for my sins. He paid the penalty Of sin that I could never afford. No matter how much money I had. He did it. He didn't have to do it. But he did it anyway. Even when I was a hater of God. Even when I was a sinner of God. Against God. Right? He still died for me anyway. And guess what? He still died for you anyway. So who deserves that type of um, glory? Only God. I'm just a man. Doing what the Bible says to do. To my best ability. Do I do it all? Of course not. I'm a human being. I want to do my own thing. It's a battle between the spirit in me and the flesh in me, right? They're always going to be at war. And so Jesus comes back and then um, perfects us in in total perfection. Not just a, a glimpse of perfection that we have here on this side of eternity. So how do you take inventory of your current way of your living, right? Your current values right now. Are you, Are you... Saying that, okay, I'm quiet and I'm waiting, waiting quietly in victory or for victory or I'm a loud mouth or I'm a show off or whatever. This is the part where you have to start taking inventory and being honest. Honest. You got to be honest about yourself, right? Nobody knows you better than God. (laughs) You know yourself good, but God knows you better. So if, if we're fooling people, 
you know, which is easy to do. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We can never fool God. God sees all things. He knows all things. Romans chapter 1 verse 29 says it like this. Their lives become, became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, fighting, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. So how do you view uh, acts the Bible calls sin? Now, such as gossip. A lot of gossip goes on in the church, out of the church, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, your family, my family. Gossip goes on all the time. How about this flattery? I learned a long time ago that if I'm, uh, say if a, a woman gives me a compliment about anything, about the way I look, the way I dress, whatever, they're going to be amazed that I don't come back with a compliment. If it's not my wife, I'm not giving another compliment back to another woman because that becomes flattery and it becomes something that could be turned into the wrong thing. How about profanity? There's Christians going around saying that curse words are just fillers. They're not even going to really have meetings, meanings, which is crazy. And they use profanity even now the pulpit. Thank God it's not my pastor's. Hopefully it's not your pastors, but profanity at the pulpit is being seen as something that, you know, don't get over spiritual. We could do this thing. According to the scripture we read, greed, hate, envy, murder, fighting, deception, malicious behavior. Isn't that part of malicious behavior? Lying. How about that? Lying or cheating. What about that? So if we take inventory of our current situation, of our current values, and we fall and we fail in any one of those things, uh, which is all sin, by the way, um, then if we don't see these as sin, we got to face up to the fact that our values are different from the values in the Bible. Ooh, ouch. That's why a lot of people don't like to know about the scriptures. And when you bring up the Bible, they say, oh, those are outdated, antiquated, uh, you know, that's old wisdom. Why? Because they don't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with this before I was saved. I didn't want us to look at the Bible because I knew deep down inside that if I open the scriptures, I'm going to be found guilty of something in those scriptures. I'm going to be found guilty of something that God wrote. And I never wanted to get involved with, all, with none of this. But if, for those who know my testimony, amen, uh, I came to the end of myself. I was drunk and high in a house that I used to live in in Allentown, Pennsylvania, in my recording studio, because I always had a recording studio, even till to this day, of course. I still have a recording studio, praise the Lord. And I was down and busted and disgusted. And then that's when I came to a place where I called God out. And I said, if you're real, come and change me. And people know my um, testimony. You could hear the testimony on, on one of my other uh, podcasts uh, if you search for it. But I say that because... When I started taking inventory of my current situation, I realized that I was empty. I was broke, busted, disgusted, and I needed God. I came to that point where I said, I don't care if I believe in him or not. I need him. and But I needed him to show me who he was in my life. Not in somebody else's life, not in the preacher's life, not in the church 
thing and all that stuff. I needed him to come and change me because I knew if he could change me, I know who I was. What about you? You know who you are, right? When he changes you, then you, you have a big problem or issue that he doesn't exist because if he came into your life and changed and transformed you and renewed you somehow, some way, you got to say, wow, there is a God. And that's how I've been ever since December 12, 2001. I'm in like awe of what God has done in my life. He changed me all around 180. I never went back um, to the old way of my, I have old ways, of course, like old habits and all that stuff that still has to be broken. But I'm trying to say I never went back to the old me that was broke, busted, and disgusted, and without God. Now I'm with God, and when I do fail, I fail forward, and I fall on my knees, and he helps me up. He doesn't give me a hand out. He gives me a hand up. Amen? And he's always doing that for people who trust in him for everything, for our health, for our finances, for our family, for our protection, everything. I rely on God for everything. People carry guns to protect themselves. I don't carry a gun, but I have a God that will protect me with angels and anything outside of God's will will not happen to me. So somebody could have a weapon or a, a bad intent over my life. And that's up to God to decide whether that's going to happen or not. So I feel 150,000 um, uh, percent protected by a mighty God. You know, one of God's angels basically could wipe out my whole area right now. If God releases one angel, he could wipe out a whole country if he wants. Because that's how powerful God's beings are. And God is magnified a billion, zillion, or whatever number is the most number. He's amplified even above that in power and in glory. Amen. I don't know why I started preaching, but that's how God is amazing in my life. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. He's talking to Christians. These are not for you anymore. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Amen. I thank God every day. What about you? You know, for me, I can find a million things to thank God for. I can. Like, literally, I can write it down. It will take me a, long, a while. But I'm telling you, I can find a, a lot of uh, things to thank God for. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8. And then we'll come to the to the major verse major scripture that I want to read. So it's uh, Proverbs 30, verse 8. says, First, help me never to tell a lie. This is this could be used as a prayer. First, help me to never tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Amen. That could be a prayer if you're struggling with these godly values. And if you're struggling with being quiet, you know, you're winning right now, you're doing good and you're struggling. People want to know, people want to know, people want to know. I haven't told many people anything about my businesses. Why? Because I'm waiting it, waiting for it to get to a point where I could truly help others to break out in financial freedom. But I want to go through the process first. Amen. Yeah, I'm taking some people along the way. But I want to make sure that first it's from God. That's number one. Number two, that I could have a support system. And then I'll release this to my friends and family, leaders at church and all that. Why? Because I've always been that way. I actually had things waiting for two years before I started to do it. 
excuse me, before I started to share what I was doing. And I started this network. I didn't tell anybody. The only person who knew was my wife until it got to a thousand listeners. Then I started telling people about it. And then ever since then, we're over, you know, close to a million listeners uh, since. Not all not all in one shot. Because every time I say that, people say, oh, a million people listen to you every time you go on? No. I'm talking about from the stats that I could read, thousands of people listen at one time. But in total, since 2008 to now, over millions of people have been reached, listened to the podcast shows, radio shows, um, all kind of stuff. But that's beside the point. Let's get back. Now we could go to the reason why I wanted to share this. Because when I saw this, it quietly waiting for victory. When I saw that, it jumped out at me. And this is Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. So the question would be, if you're winning and and you're in victory, where's that victory coming from? Because believe me, victory could be coming from the enemy. So-called victory. Because remember, the devil is a fallen foe. God already took care of the devil, but he's on the earth, you know, roaring, going around like like a lion waiting to devour those who are, you know, not guarded and guided. Amen. So I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. He alone. And this is where it gets exclusive. And this is where people don't like this exclusiveness. He alone is my rock and my salvation. This right here could be your declaration for 2018 or for whatever year you finally listen to this podcast, to this show, whatever year, your current year. I don't like to date. I just dated it. But um, just say whatever year you're listening to, this could be your declaration. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. Can you imagine David saying this, waiting before God? Can you put yourself there? Can you really see yourself there waiting quietly before God? Now, I want to tell you, man, when when I did that and I, I've been trying to get to that place again, it was just a, I don't know how it happened, but I was determined one day in my prayer room to pray. I prayed, but then I told God, I'm not going to say another word until I'm going to wait here. I'm going to wait here until I get an answer or you give me a sign or you come and visit me or send an angel something. Well, to make a long story short, I must have fell asleep waiting. <laughs> but you know, when you're sleeping and the morning time comes and you have a window open and uh, the ray of the ray of sunshine shines on your eyelids. You ever had that happen? And then you, you could feel like heat and light on your eyelids and you could literally see the red um, blood vessels in your eye. Well, that happened to me in my basement. No sunlight in my basement where my prayer room is. No windows in the basement where my prayer room is. I felt that light across my eyes. Now we have a situation because I know there's no windows. There was no sunlight. That's for sure. The lights are regular lights. And nobody had a flashlight over me or nothing. I was by myself in the basement in my prayer room. I felt those rays on my eyes. And then I felt the presence of God. At least I thought it was the presence of God. It was a presence of someone holy, something holy. An angel, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I don't know. All I know is that it was the presence coming from God, right? kind of shook me a little bit i didn't open my eyes because i was like whoa this is this is serious then i felt 
Then I heard in my spirit and I wrote down everything that I heard the Lord say to me. I still have the paper in my room. Uh, yeah. And out of that, I, that, that experience right there made me a God chaser. Desperate for that to happen again. It happened a couple of times afterwards, but not as powerful and not that way. But it's possible. So I could imagine David waiting before God and then God showing up. I could imagine it because it happened to me. Can you put yourself there? That's the question. Can you quietly wait in your victory for victory? What difference does being quiet before God make in David's life? Because that was David in Psalm 62 verses 1 and 2. But what about in yours? I don't know. Maybe one day I'll have an opportunity to ask David, you know, what was that all about? But in the meantime, I just want to know if that's possible for us. And from what I could see and what I could gather in the scriptures, these men and these women and everybody that was uh, spoken about, human beings spoken about, I'm saying not angels, of course, because angels, we're not angels, we're humans here on earth. But human beings that were mentioned, talked about, spoke of, uh, who wrote this, who were used by God to write the scriptures. They were inspired. They were carried along to write what God wanted us to know. If they had these experiences, I know we can. Because it's the same God that they were serving, that they wrote about, that they saw, that they uh, experienced. The same God is today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So I'm believing if David could do it and quietly wait for victory in victory, right? I believe I could do it. Is it easy for me to do? Of course not. I'm telling you, I was in a situation today where somebody was demeaning, like almost like saying, "Oh, you're you're a rideshare driver." You you know they like they said it in a way that um, it felt sorry for me, and I wanted to say, "Well, let's talk about it." You know, I'm doing all right. What about you? But God said, "Nah, that's not that's not your place." God was going to deal with that situation. It's called pride, right? It's called showing off. It's called uh, judging. That passenger was judging me as if I was in some kind of position beneath um, the level of success that they perceive to be. And I'm saying, just be quiet. I'm in victory, quietly waiting. Amen. So I believe that's a great principle. That's a great value. It's a godly value. If you apply it to your life going forward, I believe God would do greater things in your life because I know if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he is already doing a great thing in your life. But I believe God could do greater to greater to greater because God's all powerful, all knowing. He's everywhere here. Amen. And he's all that loving, holy and just. And that same God that we are talking about today will be talked about until he comes back. Amen. So I hope this blessed you. I hope you find a way to quietly wait for victory in your victory. And to the next time, God bless you. God keep you. And remember that God is good. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.